You're tuned in to Pedro Pascal, a celebration of the actor, the actor, Pedro Pascal, (laughs) where we explore his filmography and how some of his greatest performances came to be. I'm Rachel. And I'm Katrina. And this week we're catching up and getting ready for The Last of Us, The Mandalorian Season 3. And the year of Pedro, which our producer in parentheses put Padro. So I guess just, you know, our whole year. Uh, (laughs) Katrina, how have you been since the last time we filmed one of these? Oh, my goodness. Well, I've forgotten how long it has been since we last filmed one of these. And I'm so glad we're back and I can see your beautiful face again um and uh yeah i mean life has changed i got a new job i just started today yeah uh, at the time of this recording as the community manager at skybound entertainment and uh yeah big big year for that company so i'm really excited to be in the door right now um and and the holidays happened that was a thing i ate so much food um my cat got sick but now he's better and yeah and i'm sure some other like really important stuff happened and i just like am totally blanking like did we do did i go to andor i don't remember i don't remember if that was before or after the last one the last one that we did was i believe when the trailer for the last of us dropped Mm -hmm. so andor talk about andor anyway these people can sorry these people meaning our fans who i love very much you can listen to Katrina <laughs> talk again. About, <laughs> no, about uh, yeah. I, I went to the Andor premiere. I don't know if you guys are hearing this again for the second time, but if you are, <laughs> welcome back. Uh, I'm going to say all of this over again if I said it before, but it was super cool. Um, I was uh, invited as a friend's guest and like we saw, I saw a bunch of like our mutuals there and it was really nice to just like catch up with everyone and also just kind of realize that I was on the red carpet for a Star Wars event, which was just amazing. Um, And the show, as I'm sure all of you know, is freaking fantastic. And it was a really great premiere. We got the first three episodes. And then as I was leaving, I I met both Kathleen Kennedy um, and Diego Luna and got like some cool selfies with them and, you know, hung out and stuff. And it was cool. Um, And yeah. So that's life has been good. I cannot complain. <laughs> Listen, life's good. Uh, we all have tuxedo cats as the scroll. Yep. If you're watching this on a YouTube video, the scroll on the bottom of this is tuxedo cats are the best and they deserve to take over the world. Mm-hmm. And sure. uh, Ashley says the last video that we did together was October. However, I don't remember you telling me that you had a selfie with Diego Luna yeah so i posted it like on twitter was it It the last video we did me just me and candace because then that would make a lot more sense i think the last one was just me and candace oh yeah i might have been on vacation so so guys you've never heard the story before (laughs) you guys have never heard the andor before because it was me and our lovely lovely friend candace Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. hooray yeah and it wasn't out in august great so No one heard a story twice, and even if you somehow did hear that story twice, um, it rules because Katrina, like, she met Diego Luna. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we have come on hinge. Um, guys, we are four minutes into this, and already 
chaos, but that's what you signed up for was just absolute chaos. We're back. You want like, if you want a nice podcast that's organized, you can go listen to Ash Croissant and Brandon Davis's uh, new Last of Us podcast that they're doing together because mm-hmm. they're professional. We'll be listening. <laughs> we'll be listening. Throwing the notes uh, away. Meanwhile, me and Katrina are like, what up? This is chaotic. And that's why you hey, got here. Welcome. <laughs> but yeah, that was a great, I guess for Katrina, five month catch up. Yeah, yeah. It's been it's been a hot minute, but uh we're I, I believe we're gonna be doing a lot more uh over like the next three months, uh four months maybe. So yeah. yeah. Cause he's back, baby. Um, yeah, I guess what happened to me? I had a birthday. Yes. Um I watched Glass Onion. I got a glass onion tattoo. And by glass onion, I mean like a murder mystery tattoo because um I love a murder mystery. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I watched a lot of screeners over the holiday. I drove for a total of 24 hours. <sighs> Like split, like 12 and 12 um, back home with my cat, who I don't know where he went now. Every time I, oh, I found him. <laughs> um, he was in the car with me and my roommate, um, friend of the podcast, Leah, that we all drove back down. So I dropped her off at her parents. I drove to my mother's um, and he had to, he got to stay at my mom's house who hates cats. <laughs> um, but she loves him because I make her. And so uh, then I had a holiday with my little family and then came back here, had a New Year's. And now I'm here back on Padro. Oh, I also brought back, I I, I, I brought back the Fordcast, my other podcast where I go through the filmography of an actor. Um, oh my gosh. That one is Harrison Ford. Um, and uh, obviously he's also back in a big old way. And so I brought that back. So that's what Yay. I did since everyone here has seen me. That's awesome. Uh, everybody go check out the forecast and catch up on all the old episodes. And uh, yeah. But we're here, obviously, to uh, talk about the year of Padre slash Pedro, which is 2023. Because 2023 kicks off with The Last of Us. There has been a lot of press thus far. Um, we're going to talk about a lot of it. Uh, we have the whole Hollywood Reporter thing. We have a lot to go through. Mm-hmm. And um, then we also have, like, The Mandalorian coming out. There is that uh, Pedro Pascal, Ethan Hawke movie. I don't mm-hmm. know when the David Harbour uh, Pedro Pascal thing comes out, but point is, there's a lot. Yep. And we just want to do this to be kind of a little exciting. Like, here's what's coming up. And as Katrina said, we're going to be back more frequently obviously for i guess nine weeks going through um the episodes of the last of us on Mm -hmm. hbo yay i hope you all missed us because now you won't be able to get rid of us for weeks and weeks and weeks yay here we are but um so first let's talk about you know um some exciting things happening for us when it comes to The Last of Us in the next like weekish. Mm-hmm. So, Katrina, what are what are you and our lovely producer Ashley trying to do, seeing if it works out? <laughs> uh, there is an event uh, here in Los Angeles um, for The Last of Us, where I believe there will be 
a screening and some swag and other assorted things. Uh, and our producer Ashley and I both applied to try and attend through one iota. And if it doesn't work, um, maybe we'll just show up and see what happens. Just stand at the door with a sign that says, "Hey, we're two we're two thirds of Padro Pascal." As seen on Variety. <laughs> honestly you guys should do this regardless because i think that'd be funny ashley said she's bringing her padre pascal button just in case yes Um, absolutely i will say my friend adam who helped make that happen um every time i meet him and he is talking to someone from his work and introducing me. He's like, she's part of the the podcast that we had Pedro Pascal. To. And I'm like, every day, this is now how I'm introduced <laughs> to people. You're part of that podcast. Good. <laughs> That's good publicity for us. One by one, we will get everyone's <laughs> friends listening to the show. Yeah. And it did help that we had, you know, four of our friends at Star Wars Celebration just screaming Padro Pascal at him on a press line. You know, like, he's like, what are these people yelling at me? And it's like, a podcast about you, because they're our friends. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But, but, and then I, so they are doing that on, like, a Monday or a Sunday. I can't remember which day you guys said it was. Yeah, it's a Monday. Um, And then on Wednesday... There is the New York screening that I'm going to at the at an undisclosed theater. I was smart. I'm not, I'm not out in the theater. You guys can Google <laughs> it, I'm sure, if you want. Um, and I don't know if any of the cast is going to be there. I don't know exactly what's going on. All I know is that it is. There are other events throughout the week. Um, so I think this is like a press one. Unclear. They sent it in my email. Like I would not have known about this. Had I, I like just happened to check my email and it was like uh, the last of us and it had like a ominous looking poster um, oh, <laughs> and yeah, yeah. And, but it's cool because it's like um, this is this part is public information the the premiere is like long mm-hmm. it is a very long pilot episode um, and so I'm excited because they're showing it on the on the big screen and I was like that'll be nice to like see it um on like a big screen i will say hbo the this is uh, you can yell at me about going on a tangent but uh for my job i watch a lot of things with watermarks over them and there are some where my email was legitimately over my entire screen so i don't 90 percent of the time i don't know what's going on um but hbo's i love it so much i've never been so happy with a, a watermark on a television show because it's very like uh, uh, the opacity is really low and i'm like great I can watch a show and be happy, but I would like to see the pilot on the big screen. Um, and so it's like that. There are drinks and little bites being passed around. Mm. And I am a little detective. And by being a detective, I mean, I just happened to be on Instagram um, and saw that our, our dear boy is going to be on Fallon that same Ooh. night. And so I got my little fingies crossed that uh, Pedro Pascal is going to show up to which I will say hello I am <laughs> yes tiny food does equal a good detective um if you're if you're just listening we, our scroll is updated throughout the episode 
uh, and Katrina is in control of it. So you can only imagine what is being said on it um, uh-huh. this time. And it, it says tiny food equal good detective or good mm-hmm. for detective. Sorry. Um, but yeah, so maybe he'll, uh, I don't know if he's going to show up or not. Um, but I know he is on Valon at night, which means more content for us either way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I hope so he'll next do... week you can you can check in on us and see. I hope he'll do a funny little like performance like Paul Rudd did. Like that's all I want is a little a little musical performance. Just like, hey Pedro, I, I heard you like to sing, and then suddenly out of nowhere, Pedro's like, Yeah, I love to sing. And then they do a a little jaunty number together. I hope it is like the my favorite thing Emma Stone has ever done. And this is coming from me, someone who genuinely does love Emma Stone and what Emma Stone chooses to do, minus that one movie, who which she apologized, she also feels bad about. Um, is when she sang the hook on Jimmy Fallon. Ooh. I think about that very often. So if he wanted to play that game, which I think is just I think it's it's like a modified version of lip sync battle if I am mm-hmm. remembering correctly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, for those listening, so you can also participate. Our scroll currently says, should Pedro Pascal do a jaunty little musical number? Tell at Jimmy Fallon that Padro sent you. So go ahead and tag Jimmy Fallon on Twitter, on Instagram, wherever you want, but make sure you say, Padro Pascal sent you. Mm-hmm. So then maybe he'll say our name on the Tonight Show. And so we will have Vanity Fair. Vanity Fair. Us seen on Vanity Fair and the Tonight Show. And Let's host, do this. host of Star Wars shows, Christina Ariel. It's being like, have you met Padro Pascal? Yes. Yes. We're I just love racking it. them up. We're racking them up. Slowly but surely. Um, but yeah, check back in um, on our next episode where we will talk about our failures or successes. I'm going to say successes because uh, TikTok told me to manifest I'm the luckiest girl in the world. So I need TikTok. I'm the luckiest girl in the world. Um, but yeah, so that is us. That is what your hosts are doing. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so Katrina, what is, what, is, uh, what is Pedro Pascal doing? What has he been up to? Well, my um, Nora Pedro tracker has updated. No, I I wish. Come on, Nora. Spots it was are like, up. It was like Santa. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A picture of Javier Pena, but it was like Santa. <laughs> and I told it's you so where happy. he is, what he's doing. Like, he's just piloting the helico- helicopter over the where Andes. Where he is, what he's doing. Yeah, he's over the Andes. <laughs> Gotta fly over the fucking handy. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so uh, he has two big things coming up uh, in the immediate future. And that first uh, big thing is The Last of Us premiering on January 15th on HBO Max. I think everyone is very excited for it. I'm very excited for it. Uh, and even though I'm scared that it's going to jump scare me, uh, I'm still going to watch it still gonna do it interesting be brave a jump scare you know what is i'm nope i'm not going on a tangent um i was gonna say you know what it has jump scares but is worth your time megan uh she's yes. my best friend she's have you tried friend. dming with her yet i can dm with megan can, my best yes, friend. yes you can dm with megan your best friend on twitter she, okay i'm sorry for this spoiler for all of our listeners <laughs> and katrina 
But Megan plays Toy Soldiers by Eminem on the piano at one point in that oh. movie. And I truly just was like, she, I know this song. She's playing Eminem. And then I came out of the movie and everyone was talking about, like oh on God. Twitter, I like Googled Megan piano. And then someone told me that I was correct. It was an Eminem That's song. Amazing. Um, it was great. I love her so much. She's my best friend. Uh, <laughs> enough about Megan. Let's go back to. Uh, but yeah as as katrina said he's doing a lot he uh the the press for the last of us has been gearing up it seems like i I don't know how exciting this is going to be to talk about but it seems like they're doing a lot of big publications press so like the big ones we've seen are like Wired and uh, the Hollywood Reporter did a huge piece on the entire show, but it seems like a lot of the press has been like bigger publications, which I think is interesting because not that this this game is niche, it's a very popular game, but it, I do feel like it would be. We'll have to see when more interviews start to start coming out, but I feel like it should be more like even between like gaming sites and publications that are big and film and tv but i haven't really kind of i guess maybe they're embargoed for a while longer because we still have 10 when we're recording this we still have 10 days until the show comes out so yeah i mean i would say uh, yeah if well if anything's gonna drop it'll be on monday um because that's usually things pattern out anyway right the embargoes are at some point. I don't, I should look that up. Yeah. Um, but well, I would so think it's like Monday it might be around the, Yeah. The fan event is happening that day. So you can't really embargo and the, and the, fans. The like LA premiere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe that Wild. day. Look out for that, folks. And, <laughs> um, but yeah. So he did the wired uh, cover. Uh, sorry. The part of the pictures. That I am on on how uh, where we're recording this works was this picture of me and John Favreau. So <laughs> I had to, I was like, where is the picture of the Wired thing? I got it though. So he did um, the Wired unmasking cover. Mm-hmm. I have not read this one yet. I don't know if you can, um, but this is a hot picture, and that's all I really need to know. I'll buy it off the <laughs> shelves right now. This and the Hollywood Reporter one, I do have plans to buy. Um, I've noticed both shoots, and we'll get to the Hollywood Reporter one in a second, but, like, mm-hmm. they're both us- utilizing a lot of green with him. Um, like, well, I guess like that's cause maybe because the game. Yeah, the deep blue colors and themes. Yeah. Well, yeah, and it's, like, greenery plays such a big part in a lot of that game because you're going into areas that are like well and you're going into areas that are so overgrown too yeah Mm -hmm. um i'm thinking legitimately about the shot um in the game when they're like looking out it's just like greenery Mm -hmm. um but yeah like maybe that's why because i don't know also his skin tone looks good with green congrats yeah yeah definitely if nothing else if there's no other intention Good job, folks. His skin tone looks good with green. I, I wear a lot of greens because my eyes are green, so then they go... I I appreciate mm-hmm. it. Um, Same. Compliment my eyes. The color. Not like, you don't need to compliment my eyes. I'm saying... 
the colors would. Your eyeballs are some of my favorites, and if they <laughs> fell out of your head, I would go to great lengths to oh, save no. them. Um, I do want to just do a scroll, a, a scroll update, a scroll update, a scroll update. This isn't a knit scroll podcast. I don't know why I said a scroll update, um, but a scroll update. It currently says, "Can our hosts predict the future?" Yes, they can. It's um, true. So just you know, it, this will be our new bit. <laughs> throughout yeah i guess this is season two throughout season two of padre pascal we will do scroll updates and it is whatever katrina has decided to change the scroll to i will update our audience of it just in case you're not watching it but you're listening an award-winning copywriter live (laughs) perfection um but yeah so he did the wired they did uh ccxp right is the big uh yeah brazil yeah, that was Come great. High. Oh, yeah, there his was... outfit. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. It's just his little it's, pajamas. It's perfect. Like, I, man, the idea of going to a convention in, like, like $3,000 pajamas, like, I just love it. Like, that's the life I want. That's how you know you've made it. Right? When you go to a convention and you're like... These are comfy. They're basically pajamas, but I got them for free from a very expensive place. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. I woke up that's and my stylist put me in pajamas. <laughs> and that's how you know you made it. Um, and yeah, and he also had this beautiful blue button-down shirt look. Whose father is that? Daddy. Daddy's a state of mind. There was his tattoo that, for some reason, I feel like people on the internet thought he was getting rid of his tattoo. And I was like, hi, do you know how acting works? Um, <laughs> you can't have a random-ass tattoo um, if it has nothing to do with your character sometimes. This is a tangent, and I love it. My favorite job in Hollywood are the people who have to, like, CGI out tattoos. Because watching uh, the behind-the-scenes footage for Avengers Endgame, Robert Downey Jr., like, his arm tattoo was out at one point, And I went, wait, why is that, like, not covered up? And then I realized that someone's job is legitimately to just, like, cover up tattoos. Mm. Um, and so kudos to the person who gets to do that for Chris Evans, who has a shit ton of tattoos. Um, and I love that uh, in the case of The Last of Us, they said our CGI budget is not going to that tattoo on your hand. Cover it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> tattoo. I love it. I think yeah. it's very fun. It's just putting a little concealer <laughs> and powder on your on your hand. Like whoop de doo. I used to work at Sephora and I had a girl come in who was going to an interview and had to cover up half of her sleeve. And that that was a job. You you made it work. I made it work. That was in Times Square. <laughs> that was that Sephora. Oh my god, yeah. it's the worst one. It's the worst one. That's also where I met Nick Cage, though. So, you know, life life's a box of chocolates. You never know what you're gonna get. Yeah, my friend, um, my friend Sophie, who I've talked about on this because she's the one who played through The Last of Us for me because I don't own a PlayStation and I'm bad at games. Um, she uh, <laughs> works at the Times Square start uh target and so yeah she i i hear some yeah there's a target there now across from aladdin um or no actually i think it's more across from 
the AMC, whatever. If you go to Times Square, you can you can see my friend. But um, uh, yeah, it's bad. But mm-hmm. anyways, tattoo uh, dilemma over. Still on mm-hmm. his hand. Um, but it was really cute. We got to see kind of like how him and Bella Ramsey interact with each other, which is very sweet because um, for those who know the game, it really does kind of hinge on their relationship, which they talk a lot when we when we talk about it. They talk about that in the Hollywood Reporter piece because the entire game is about these two characters. So if you don't believe that relationship, like, yeah, you're kind of done. But, uh, yeah, that was CCXP. I think that's around when we got a trailer. might have been a little bit after, or it might have came, like, that convention might have come after. But mm-hmm. there was a lot of talking. People saw footage. So, like, it was gearing up to kind of get everyone excited about The Last of Us. Yeah. Nice. Which yeah. did give I'm us trying to remember. Yeah. I'm trying to remember the Twitter, the, not the Twitter, the, um, uh, group chat exchange when like the trailer dropped let me see i don't know if i could find it i think it might have been i think it was back. just me yelling at ashley to get screen yeah. grabs <laughs> we were all like freaking out and i like told ashley to dropping screenshots screen I, I told ashley to tweet just a bunch of his back and she did it it's on <laughs> our twitter because i was like oh. back <laughs> which again this is a show about a video game and so the trailer has a lot of him walking because you know like when you're in a video game what do you see a dude walking (laughs) like you're that guy moving forward um and so you know great for me a lover of how Pedro Pascal walks and his back so Mm. no notes on my end he gives good back as the kids say do they say that I don't know do they say that I don't I'm Hey, kids, chime in if you say kids. Generation uh, Z, please help. Help us. Like, it's better better this way than, like, us asking you to, like, I don't know, fix the motion smoothing on our TV, which we have to do for our parents. Because they don't know. Yeah, Yeah, we have to do that every year, at least once. So. And remind them that their password is their brother's name. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, but so it's been really nice because like for uh, for however many weeks now we've just been been we've been seeing his face. Um, yeah. We've been seeing a lot of his face and it's nice because you know it was a quiet couple of months there where he was filming stuff or he was like they were still filming the show or he was doing uh, the movie with Ethan Hawk and we got like snippets. But it was not like this. Like, we're getting interviews every day. There's kind of something new. People are talking about him. The biggest thing that happened, like, before all of this was that he left Twitter because Elon Musk said Donald Trump can come back. Pedro, if you are listening, he has not tweeted. You can come back and be my friend again because he has not tweeted. But, yeah, so it's been a lot of, like, that and, like, just new pictures and interviews and stuff, which is exciting, which does get us to the ba, Hollywood Reporter. Woo! This was a good shoot. It was really nice. Like, I, again, with the use of, like, greens and blues and, you know, the... I think it was a lot more blatant this time around that they were going for, like, ruins and post-apocalyptic uh, looks at, at the set. So, yeah. 
Yeah, and I think uh, it's giving Twilight, which I do love. It reminds me of like those old like New Moon monsters, but I like it. Like it, like it works for this, and I'm not mad about it. I think it's very fun. It's mm-hmm. a show. Um, so I guess uh, I don't know if I want to s- start now. We're going to talk later about spoilers, so I'll wait to talk about them then. Spoilers for the game. So if you want to go into the show not knowing anything that happens in the game, which I'm like, cool, good for you. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll tell you when to not listen. But um, so I want to talk about the Hollywood Reporter piece. We're going to talk a little bit about the pictures and then I'll do the comeback in 10, 20 minutes. And we'll we'll make sure we're at that point and you don't you don't get spoiled. But mm-hmm. we're going to do that just FYI. So you are aware um but so the pictures and everything from this are great because like here's the twilight one um he, he's like obviously protective of her because she's like his daughter on the show not literally mm-hmm. his daughter but like his daughter mm-hmm. um and they run they ride around in a lot of like broken down trucks and stuff which is kind of like obviously like katrina said the basis for this photo shoot but um yeah i like it i think it's very pretty is pretty but the show is also gritty because they're dirty because mm-hmm. it's the apocalypse yeah um, but yeah like oh. okay I, no one warned me before I clicked on this <laughs> you just went for it didn't you I thought it was a picture guys good good job everybody there's a gif of uh oh my I can't stop watching it what it's a gif of Pedro Pascal just reloading a gun. Damn. Am I pro-gun? No. <laughs> I need to stop that. Um, anyways, back to this photo shoot. So, like, uh, oops. Um, you know, just stuff like this. Them with overgrown greenery again. Just kind of, like, posing, looking cute. I just realized she's in cargo pants. Um <laughs> I like that you and, can kind of see the edges of this like building, uh, the set piece that they put together for mm-hmm. this. Like that's pretty neat. Um, and then you've got that like uh, I'm sure this is a better light, but like the Amazon like sunlight, uh, yeah, like flash on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the TikTok sunlight. Yeah, they're like, well, get rid of your LED lights. Use <laughs> the TikTok sunlight. sunlight. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the. Uh, so all of this is for the Hollywood Reporter, which is like a, a very interesting read in general because it talks about why Craig Mazin kind of wanted to do this after meeting with Neil Druckmann because Neil Druckmann, who um, they explain in the piece, which is cool, I didn't know this, uh, had to pitch this game when he was in college. Um, he pitched, pitched it to George Romero, who was like, no, I don't like that, and passed on it. Um, and then after kind of working on it for a couple of years, he ended up like working his way up through Naughty Dog, worked on um, Uncharted 2, and then became like a big like person in charge of Naughty Dog because of how successful Uncharted 2 was. And so he knew he could do whatever he wanted. And so when it came to The Last of Us, he was like, I want to be in control. If I'm going to fail, it's going to be on my own terms. Because I, he said in the piece that like they tested it and the person playing it was like there's not enough big bosses there's not enough this 
And so they were like, should we change it? And he was like, no, like if, if it fails, it fails on me. He was like, this was my idea. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, no, the game did not fail. <laughs> um, and so then create, he like, there was a Sam Raimi movie that kind of fell through um, because Neil Druckmann couldn't figure out how to like tell the story in um, a like roughly two hour-ish arc. Mm-hmm. Uh, he couldn't figure out how to like kind of level that out. And so the Sam Raimi one, like Neil Druckmann was hoping it would just fall through because he was like, it was, it didn't feel, he didn't say this, but like the way it reads is that he didn't think it was collaborative enough. Not, he was like, Sam Raimi was great. Mm-hmm. He was working with me, but it was just like Sam Raimi was giving him notes on what to cut and stuff. And Neil Druckmann didn't want to do that. And so then he watched um, Chernobyl. So for those who don't know, Craig Mazin used to like ghostwrite on a lot of comedy scripts and then made Chernobyl about, you know, the radioactive site known as Chernobyl. And I don't know how else to describe Chernobyl (laughs) if you don't know (laughs) the history of that. Um, That's Mm -hmm. on you or your schooling. So just go do a little quick boo. Um, (laughs) But he did a show about it which obviously has not the same themes, but similar themes to The Last of Us in the sense that it is a show about trying to escape a ca- uh, like catastrophe and that is destroying everything around them in the basic of terms. Mm-hmm. So those two met. They decided to do The Last of Us together because Craig Mazin was like, I'm excited about it. And Neil Druckmann was like, this guy seems really excited about it. Um, and thus the show was born. It, but um, I'll, I'll say my favorite part, and then if you have a favorite part, you can talk about your favorite part, uh, Katrina. Um, so I, while you were doing that, I was looking up a video that is now nine years old. Um, uh, it was my first press junket in Los Angeles ever, and it was at the Smashbox studio. Uh, and there was going to be, there was a God of War presentation but there was also a presentation for The Last of Us. Um, and I interviewed, let's see, several of the devs there. Uh, and I got to do some like hands-on gameplay and stuff. And this was like, let's see, February 4th, 2013 was the release of the video. So it was still um, a little bit ahead of like release of the game. Um, and uh, and it's so this show in particular is kind of special to me because it uh, without like going to this and like building my career uh i would not have eventually met rachel and then we wouldn't be here talking about pedro pascal in the last of us so uh thank you neil Druckmann. first of all the for our listeners and not watchers the pure look of horror on my face where she attributed her career success and our our future meeting <laughs> on that moment i was like don't, 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 don't. Um, just pure fear yeah um it's, uh, it's wild this is we hey neil drugman <laughs> thanks <laughs> um <laughs> yeah but it he seems like a genuinely cool guy like i only knew him from like researching or watching uh the gameplay with my friend and then researching the show and stuff um but i didn't know him 
like I, I didn't know much about him but like the more I read about him I'm like oh he's pretty cool he's kind of hot uh but hey Neil if you're listening kind of hot um <laughs> Like at least in the picture that they sh- he looks a little bit like Mikhail Huseman. Um mm-hmm. that might be a pull just for me. Um, but yeah, <laughs> this piece is just really cool because it shows kind of like the breakdown of everything that they were doing with it. Uh it also shows Craig Mazin getting really pissed at the question. Um, what was the biggest challenge of adapting a video game for television? Uh, which I said, yeah, I'd also be pissed because if I went into an interview with Craig Mazin, that's not what I would ask. Mm-hmm. Obviously, someone has already asked that. Congrats, you got the same answers. Yeah. Honestly, I just, I hate, I hate that, like, you know, that isn't how, like, so much entertainment media will always be because there will always be a type of entertainment media reporter who can mm-hmm. simply get away with asking dumb, shitty questions and continue to have a job and like keep turning in mediocre crap um but i digress i'm so sorry i uh, just think there's listen, a certain type of reporter or who i i that. listen uh craig if i was asking you questions here would i here's what i would ask you about this show what was it about a story of survival that inspired you in the first place after doing something like chernobyl because mm-hmm. then guess what I got both those shows in there, and they're both about survival. And, you know, that's fascinating to me that he decided two shows about survival are exciting. And in this, he does go on to talk about, like, he's not interested in zombies. He's more interested in, like, the characters. So it's like, I think he's just fascinated by how people kick on their survival mode. And this has now become a Craig Mazin podcast because I'm obsessed with him and Neil Druckmann after reading this. But, um... (laughs) This whole piece is really cool because it like the way it's structured is Craig Mazin at the top and then Neil Druckmann explaining the game and then the two of them together kind of forming the, the show and how their dynamic is. And then it goes into the casting, which is um, uh, right now, if you guys don't want any spoilers about how this show functions, come back in like 20 minutes because I'm going to talk about their relationship. And so if you don't want to know anything about it, goodbye. Um, see you in 20. This is producer Ashley. You can go ahead and skip to 47 minutes. Thank you. It seems that like the most important to them was Ellie, which is fascinating because I feel like um, this piece says that they didn't like chemistry read Joel and Ellie together, which feels nuts. Yeah, right? Um, But I guess it makes sense because like they say in it, the way that they filmed it was in chronological order so like for the game again leave come back in 20 minutes if you don't want spoiled in the game ellie is bitten by a clicker which is basically a zombie it's it's called like cord cordyclaps the like disease it's a fungus that like turns you into a clicker and you basically sort of look like a demogorgon um but so what happens is she gets bit uh and her bite heals. And so they're like, oh, what the fuck does this mean? And so then the leader of this rebel group called the Fireflies, Marlene, um, is like, hey, we got to get her to our Firefly lab. Um, and she can't take her. And so Joel eventually is the only one who takes her. And so the whole like object of the game is to get Ellie to the Fireflies. 
Um, obviously, things happen throughout their journey. You meet characters, yada, yada, yada. But the objective in the game is get Ellie to the Fireflies. And so um, their relationship is, like, of the utmost importance because it basically is he's reluctant. He starts to care for her. They end up, like, a father-daughter relationship by the end. And so I guess, in theory, them not having a chemistry read makes sense because it's, like, they are strangers in the game. They don't have to have a pre conceived like it's fine that they don't have a relationship but it is still like wild that they were like you guys can meet in this sexual harassment zoom call mm-hmm. like insane <laughs> um yeah uh great Jesus. i'll protect bella ramsey with my life um in this piece i was talking about like being locked down for their um covid like protocol Mm-hmm. and how uh, she went on to look at the comments about her casting and how people were being mean to her. Um, oh, no. And, like, but, but it says um, in it that she had, like, an attitude about her that was, like, well, like, fuck you guys, I am Ellie, which, mm-hmm. if that is how she felt, great. I love that. Go off. Um, but it's still mean that that exists on the internet and she had to see it, uh, but. Yeah, agreed. Uh, yeah, my favorite part of this is Craig Mazin calling out people who are mad Petra Pascal can't grow a beard. Um, and he even says <laughs> they were like, hold on, I will read this quote from Craig Mazin because I do think it's funny. Here it is right here. Um, yet even Pascal's casting came with a bit of an uproar. Mazin says fans griped that the, griped that the actor cannot grow a full beard, which just shows the level of fidelity some expect. You're laughing, but for some people, that's a serious deal breaker for them, Hazen says. They're like, oh my god, he can't even have the same beard as Joel in the game. Who are these? These people are so weak, okay? I lived through a live-action Dragon Ball Z adaptation, all right? I I watched it. I lived through it. Like, they didn't even give, like, Boma, like, blue contacts. Like, it was just like, here's this terrible movie you get what you get deal with it kid listen i i've had to i get you i've had to live through the broadway production of moulin rouge which i like i consider it a completely different thing than the movie moulin rouge because it is um but yeah the whole piece is great um i would go and read it at we are so then the people who come back in in the time frame um, we do have a video that HBO released, it released, which is an invitation to the set um, that is just, you know, exploring how they made the show and what's going on. The amount of detail is incredible. The Last of Us is a very genuine adventure. Last of Us takes place 20 years after a very specific outbreak happened that involves fungus. That fungus is real. If it were to be able to infect humans, it would go like that. It's terrifying. Viruses can make us ill, but fungi can alter our very minds. Joel is a broken man. He's a father who has experienced loss. 
I don't save Sarah's life, which is Joel's daughter, which is the event that shapes the character for the rest of his life. A black market smuggler who's tasked with a job of transporting this 14-year-old girl named Ellie to this military group that provides hope for mankind to develop a vaccine. When you're adapting something like a video game, changes have to be done smartly. We are telling more. There is so much in between. Can I have a gun? Absolutely no. not. I was advised not to play the game, but I just watched some of the gameplay there, secretly. It is going to be beautiful, terrifying, but ultimately, it's enlightening. So good. Does it justice and then some. So, uh, Neil Druckmann, hot. Um, I didn't lie. Yeah. That's... You know, yeah. Yeah, but um, it gives a pretty good overview of the game as well. Doesn't give too many spoilers because, like, the problem with uh, adapting something like this is that so many people know a lot of the big points. Um, but I think that's a great video of like summarizing. You know what, what you're going to expect in the game, what you're gonna, what you're gonna see, and all that kind of stuff. I think that's the thing about like adapting games or comics or anything that has like an original like IP to like film is that like you always have to make those big moments that everyone is waiting for like impressive and like stunning to watch. Like it's my opinion that Game of Thrones did not retain its audience for so long because it continued to be good, but because it continued to hit big notes in big scenes like the red wedding those mm-hmm. two seasons after that were great for ratings and then everything dropped out um and and that's like just one big example you know like so i think what i'm most interested in is less of a shot for shot remake and more of something where it's like i i still want to be surprised you know i still want to be like taken aback and have to like think of the big moments in the game that like i know are coming and I like try and prepare myself for, but I want to be like just completely thrown off. <laughs> yeah. And I think um, also what works for like a show like this, which the Hollywood Reporter noted, um, is that Craig Mazin worked with uh, Benioff and Weiss, mm. um, the create or the showrunners of Game of Thrones. Um, um, and this, that piece alludes to the fact that like Craig Bazin watched the original pilot of Game of Thrones and was like, you guys have a problem. Like this isn't good. And so they went and reshot it. And that is like the pilot of Game of Thrones that we end up seeing. Um, So like, he's no stranger to like kind of adapting and figuring out what works and what doesn't. So I like very much trust that Craig Mazin is going to kind of nail it. I don't know. I'm excited. Uh, excited for people to see it. Uh, I don't need to look at gamer Twitter. Uh, I know they're going to nitpick every little thing, but uh, mm. I think, like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm excited I'm to have excited a big for... HBO show. Yeah, I know. It's been a hot minute, hasn't it? Um, since we've had a big... <laughs> Yeah, I was like the White Lotus, but like that, I was like the White Lotus is different. Well, listen, this will bring in White Lotus fans. Murray Bartlett's in it. <laughs> nice. No, I've been watching HBO exclusively to watch We're Here, 
So I am excited to have something else to watch and feel less angry about um, why I'm paying for HBO. So two shows, y'all. You can go back and watch all of The Sopranos. Um, (laughs) uh, But yeah, um, that Hollywood Reporter piece was kind of like the biggest thing to come out recently. Uh, Katrina, you found a first... a first-ish look at season three of The Mandalorian. Uh, yeah, yeah. We, um, I don't know. I think Ashley might have actually uploaded that one. I don't know. Let me see. Hold on. Uh, I'm going to check sorry. out the banners. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so we got this uh, during our little break. Um, we got this at the turn of the year-ish uh, from, from Disney, like somewhere in December. I don't know. The past, like, three weeks are a blur for me, so <laughs> it's all the same time, same place, so. Uh, we, we got this one sneak peek at season three of The Mandalorian, which is coming up really soon on March 1st. Uh, and I'm really excited to see uh, where we pick up with Grogu and Mando. I'm sure we're going to get like a recap that just like chops up their scene from Boba Fett. And it's like, if you didn't watch Boba Fett, here you go. Um, <laughs> but it'll be interesting to pick back up after like everything that happened to them in Mando. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited for his little chainmail that you can see yeah. in this picture. I He's love it so much. Armor on. They're on the run too. They're a Mando clan on the run, and I'm really I'm excited. Like it, we didn't get the clearest picture I think of Mandalorian culture in the Clone Wars um, because it was just like. The, the top dog Mandos and like the royals of Mandalore. Um, and so it's it was interesting to me to like learn about like the the devout sect that like the armorer and and what's his name Vizla dedicate themselves to. And like so it's gonna be interesting to see both the Mandalorian kind of branching off into his own clan, sort of a la Jango Fett, and also what looks like new Mandalorians that we caught in the um the preview so yeah i'm excited isn't babu frick in that preview too yes he is yeah babu, babu. frick coming back hey 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 can't, hey babu i can't wait um for that just um, i i want to see dinjar and like hanging out with babu um also mm-hmm. just one more uh here he is in some pajamas oh, um just need to find out Someone just give me all of the Pedro Pascal pajamas. They always look so comfy. They really do. Um, and yeah, so guys, it's going to be a really exciting time here on the pod. We have reviews. We have things to talk about and stuff to see. And so until then, uh, we're going to end this with, you know, our tried, our true. Um, and let me sing you a little ditty. Stash, stash. The stash on everybody's lips is gonna be Petros. Hey! Welcome to Stash of the Week, where we, your hosts, pick a picture of Pedro Pascal that is our favorite of that week. Katrina, why don't you go first? My favorite Pedro Pascal stash this week um i was gonna go with a a classic mando look but i actually because of that preview video we watched earlier no spoilers in this image um i decided this stash right here 
looks great. It's nice. It's full. It's it's salt and peppery. He looks like he's saying something really important that like the teenagers aren't listening to. So stash of the week for me. I completely agree. Um, my stash. Oh, not that. I mean, there there's another image for Katrina. Um, my stash is an image I did not show during the Hollywood Reporter because it is currently my iPad background. Um, and my favorite from there. And it is him sitting looking great. His hair mm. looks great. His stash looks great. He's posing. I love it. No notes. And that's my pick for stash of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. Back it. Oh. You guys are going to be back a lot. Um, and I'm so excited to spend time with you guys. Katrina, where can the people find you? Uh, you can find me first and foremost. You can send all of your questions and messages and Pedro thoughts to our uh, Twitter and Instagram accounts. That's Padro Pascal on both platforms. Um, give us give us a follow on both just in case one of them disappears in the next few weeks. Who knows what's going to happen? We cannot predict the future all all the time. Um, <laughs> but you can find you can find me uh, anywhere on the internet if you look for O Katrina. That's O H C A T R I N A. Um, I've got a bunch of other podcasts. I've got some tabletop shows. I'm going to start doing streaming on Twitch soon. So just uh, follow me everywhere and tell me I'm doing a good job. You are always doing a good job. So are you. Uh, you guys can follow me at Rachel Leishman on Twitter, at Rachel underscore Leishman on Instagram and TikTok. Um, and... Yeah, uh, I have the Ford cast, a Harris Ford podcast, which is gearing back up because he is in 1923 and he is in uh, Shrinking and he's in Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. So Harrison's leaving his house again. That he is. Uh, so that's gearing up. Um, obviously, I'll be here on Padro Pascal and you can follow my work at the Mary Sue. And until next time, which will be a lot sooner than last time, uh, we will see you guys later. Goodbye.